0: Welcome to She Loves the Grid, where we discuss all things F1. Whether it's happening on the track, in the paddock, or beyond the grid, we'll talk about it all.
1: I can't believe we're already at our first episode.
0: It's It's happening. happening.
1: It's happening. So excited. And it couldn't be a better time because it's race week. Round one is this Sunday. So... It's a perfect time to kick off our, our new podcast. She loves the grid.
0: She loves the grid. Absolutely. Did you, did you finish watching? I'll no. no.
1: I still have two more episodes to go. Trying to decide if I should um, wait and watch them with my boyfriend or not. <laughs> and I'm kind of leaning towards not because I don't want to wait.
0: <laughs> I've been, I've been just watched all mine alone. He's going to, my partner, he's going to have to catch up on his own. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we should introduce ourselves. What's that? We should introduce ourselves.
1: Yes, let's do it. So I'm Diane and I have been an F1 fan for four years now. Oh, Absolutely obsessed. Obsessed. This is my fourth season. Yeah. So I'm just obsessed with F1. A hundred percent. I live in the United States. And um, go ahead, introduce yourself.
0: And I'm Claire, and a recent transplant from the U.S. into Berlin, Germany. And I uh, have heard of F1, never thought I would get into it uh, because I just didn't like, you know, other kinds of racing. But once my bestie asked me to check it out, and then I watched all the first four seasons of Drive to Survive, now I can't get rid of it. So I can't let go. I'm looking forward to your trip in a few months to go see it live.
1: I can't wait. I know. Last year was my first race um, in Austin, quite the experience. We sat on the turn one hill, so general mission, all grass. And if you even see the video on Drive to Survive, thousands, thousands of our best friends on that hill, everybody just packed in. But it was a great, great experience, except for you know, my driver getting out in the first turn, but um, <laughs> this year we're, we're looking forward to Barcelona. Can't wait uh, to experience it in Europe. That's going to be so much fun. It's
0: so much fun. So we should like tell everyone since it's our first one about us and how we met and why we're doing this and then get into actually F1.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You share. Cause when we share our story, I think you do the best version, so you go. Okay,
0: so it's interesting since I just transplanted to Germany. I had just transplanted to Arizona and was desperate to meet people and uh, was walking out of the grocery store, I believe, with my then eight month or so old son on my hip and saw you walking in with your son on your hip and just beelined across the parking lot to you.
1: Yes,
0: you did. Uh, so we have to meet. Well, you were telling uh, your partner at the time, "I'll walk away, walk away, walk away." Um, but yeah, you were kind of forced to give your number to me, and and here we are, twenty something years later. We don't want to admit it's been that long. Well, we do for our friendship, but not because of age, um, right? Because exactly. my friend just turned twenty seven almost two weeks ago, and wow, wow. yeah, wow. So you're-
1: coming up soon. Yeah, in April. And and I think that was the funniest thing is I think for people listening, you are definitely the more outgoing one. I'm kind of more introverted. And and especially when it comes to, I think, meeting people like I will do that at a slow pace. And so when you came across the parking lot, I was just kind of like, who is this person? I probably watched too much um, or listened to too much crime shows. Like, I don't know who you are. Are you trying to steal my baby? I don't know you. Like I'm not gonna give you my number. Um, but yeah, at the time I just was like, Okay, nice to see you. Like, your baby's so cute, because he really was adorable. But yeah, my my partner at the time, oh, here's her phone number, and then you actually followed up. <laughs> I probably was was a little hesitant, but yeah, it just we just kept moving forward and it's been great it, it, the best friendship ever
0: <laughs> oh, it's, it's amazing I mean, it, it to be so different too because yeah. i'm a complete nerd and you've done like beauty pageants and stuff and now we've done so much together over the years and yeah, yeah it's, it's been awesome and and i love you bestie. so this um... is you so know we have this hobby together even though we're like an ocean apart but yeah it's all gonna be so much
1: fun yeah, I, I'm so excited. I mean, we've worked together before, but I think this is is just some another thing that we can bond over. More experiences, like we said, we have our um, race in Barcelona in June and mm-hmm. just another experience to add to our list of experiences together. So I'm excited well, for this journey.
0: Yeah, and to your point, like you say, talk about being more introverted and, and I'm definitely not. This is, I think, a cool thing just to show how different people uh, different and like, whatnot come together under one thing that you like a lot, right? F1. And you have more experience and I'm at less, but I'm learning and we all can learn together and share it and for what we are, kind of into our why, we're here for She Loves the Grid for um, a female and femme person to love F1, right? That's yep. what we're all
1: here about. Absolutely. I just, and you and I have talked about this, but there is such growth for women and you know even young women into this sport. And maybe it's drive to survive, maybe you know, it's just more people learning about it. But what I was noticing is in so many of the fan groups, it's (laughs) it's just men and and there's so many times they're putting women down and you know you only like it because of the drivers. And and I don't think they realize how into the sport women are the strategy. Yes, the drivers like Their skill, all of it is what we're into. And we don't need to be by some people, not all people, but some people like talk down to (laughs) because we're women. We wanted a safe place where women who are new to the sport, who have been involved in the sport, where we can all learn from each other, right? I don't know everything. I'm still learning. You're a little bit newer. There's hopefully people that will join this awesome community that we're hoping to create that that have been fans even longer than us. And we can all learn from each other and we don't have to deal with all of the, you know, you're a Lewis fan, you're a max fan. We are going to support all of the drivers, all of the teams. Um, you know, we may, we might have our opinions, but we're not just going to be negative and and call names um, like we're seeing on other, other pages. So yeah.
0: Yeah, it's all about supporting the, the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was telling you the other day, like I like a movie genre. I like the whole movie genre. Maybe one's bad, maybe yeah. one's good. It doesn't matter. I love the genre. I love the the series. So same yeah. here. I love the sport. I'm in love with it. I Yes, I've got my favorite, Just I have my least favorites, but it, it doesn't matter. It's still the sport and it's exciting. And yeah. oh, you said the strategy, the strategy, That's just it's fascinating. I love looking at the stats and the numbers and just to think about how fast the cars go and the, the different races and the conditions and how the the rules change and they build the car each year. It's just, it's fascinating. And it's until you get into it, you don't realize the complexity.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of complexity. And I remember years ago, before I really was into F1, um, I think Lewis Hamilton had won some global like sportsman of the year award. And I was like, he's driving a car. Like how hard, you know, how hard is that? But Oh my goodness. Once you start to realize what these drivers go through for their training, how just grueling it is being in that car for two hours and (laughs) driving at those speeds and the G's that they're pulling and everything else, they are phenomenal athletes. So, I mean, I continue to learn, but yeah, it's I'm just so excited that we can support this sport um, and all of the teams in every week when we start talking about it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, did you have a chance to watch any of the preseason testing that happened last week?
0: I haven't watched too much of it. Little bits here and there. Been reading some news, watching all the posts that we've been doing, courtesy yes. of Diane. Uh, and- <laughs> yes so i have to lend to you on the most of this part of it um has been some exciting news that's come out even over the last couple of days coming out of testing it, it, the one thing i did read about and have been paying attention to we we recently talked about is how the spending cap is already starting to level out the playing field it was kind of predicted that it might take years for that to happen but how it, they're already seeing in testing that some of the, the teams that were lower in the pack are already starting to show promise this year which is that's exciting for me because i would like to see williams and others to show even higher than they've not, they've been and get more points
1: absolutely i think you know their goal and and what i hope to see is especially starting this year is some of those teams that have consistently been towards the bottom like you said william Haas, um even alfa romeo i I would love to see more battling in that kind of middle of the pack, right? We're already seeing that Red Bull and Ferrari with the testing are both looking great. They're going to be strong. It's going to, you know, I I hope it's not a runaway for Red Bull again this year, like it ended up being last year. They started off slow with some issues, but then it was just pure domination after that. And through testing, they looked very, very solid super strong. They, they don't watching their body language, getting out of the cars, especially max. They seem so comfortable with what's happening with that car. Like this is performing exactly how we want it to. So they're either masters of like with, you know, people with the best poker faces or they are so comfortable with this car. And I think even Checo said this, they're at a better place this time this year than they were last year. So to me, that's dangerous. Like they're they're probably planning to dominate. Ferrari, I think there's it's been kind of they've been quiet, but they've been steady and they've been up at the top. So I think there we have that year. What's that? That's such a good year last year. Ferrari. Yeah. Know, well, we had a there was a lot of strategy issues there last year. It <laughs> could have been so much better, but <laughs> but
0: the car was really good.
1: Yeah, they did. It, it was actually pretty good. So I was very excited in testing to see Aston Martin. So we know that Lawrence Stroll, I tend to call him Papa Stroll, Papa Stroll. Um, he yes. he like ha, has been saying for a couple of years, their goal is to be in those top, you know, four teams. And looking at how Fernando was driving, Lance is, is out with his hurt hand. So they've got Felipe in their testing. So I I think it might be a little bit harder to to gauge how he's doing, but they were really showing up, um, during practice. And it could be really, really interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but even Haas, you know, I, uh, Nico was pulling some, you know, great laps. I, I hate to talk about times because it's not about the times in testing, but you know, they were showing fairly strong, even, you know, Kevin was doing a little, you know, less than him, but you never know what they're practicing, what they're running. It's a long practice, a, a short run, a long run. Um, but it was great to see some of those teams that are, are usually down here. Maybe they're going to be a little bit more up here. And unfortunately on the flip side, you have McLaren who they even said they were not happy with how their testing was going. So they were fighting it out for fourth place in the constructors last season. And now people are predicting them to be ninth team, eighth team in the constructors,
0: which would be interesting. It'd be really interesting because that was was a heck of a battle last, last season. The the third and fourth. It,
1: It really was. It was a huge battle between, between those two teams. So, I'm very excited. I don't want to get, get too far ahead of ourselves and talk about Bahrain, but I'm very excited. Again, there's a lot of chatter about Mercedes, you know, that maybe they didn't have the testing that they thought they would have. It wasn't as as good as they thought it was going to be. But then I think I'm hearing that it's not their actual car just yet, that there might be some changes to their side pod. I don't know if that's true or not, but
0: <laughs> that's interesting. But, I mean, how often you've been watching it for a few years, how often do you see that where they don't actually test the full car during testing? That to me is a little dangerous to have that happen or the majority of it. Right. And to make it, yeah. that sounds like kind of a drastic change so close to the, the yeah, first- I, would,
1: I would think a side pod would be a huge change. Like that would be a drastic change. They're all, you know, tweaking things here and there, looking, you know, how is the air flowing? What are our sensors telling us? Is stuff matching up to what we were testing, Um, the data we were getting in our wind tunnels? But I think something like that would be huge. Now, Mercedes kind of does have a reputation for sandbagging. Um, So not showing full out during testing. They keep, you know, some of the things close to their vest, how good their car is or, or what their car can do. Um, and they tend to downplay, the drivers tend to downplay, you know, oh, I think we're okay. We'll see how it goes. You know, it's, it's very much downplaying. Um, but so who knows? There, I, I feel like we never know until actual practice and qualifying week one.
0: It seems to me kind of like any kind of preseason in most sports, preseason is not always a predictor, right? So testing right. is not always
1: a complete predictor. You just just never know. know. So You you never know. I think you're spot on, and especially with cars. I mean, last year we knew there was the porpoising effect, right? So they fixed that this year with the floors. Um, But there were teams tweaking their cars, it seemed, all season, really. I mean, engines and all kinds of things were – power units were just completely uh, going wrong. And and they were – it seemed like they were constantly updating and changing things. So – yeah, I mean, we could even with the excitement of Haas and and Aston Martin and some of those teams during practice testing come this week and the actual race, we could be right back in in team order, right? Red Bull all the way down <laughs> to Haas. I, I hope we don't see that, but it, it could be. Well, well that was helpful, and this is
0: just me touting you know our Instagram and and all of our social stuff to follow, but. One thing that I felt was helpful is when you were, because you pretty much lead most of our social posting is you were providing a lot of explanations of what was going on during the testing, like the green paint and the mm-hmm. things that's happening. that happening. happening. That's so helpful for people who are new to F1 like myself to understand what's going on. So yeah, probably, as we're building up this community, so people listening out there that just, ask us questions because we will get out there and get the answers because it's all about the more you know, right? And it helps you understand it. And because that's what we're all about, right? The knowledge absolutely. and the strategy and all of that. So that, that was yes. so helpful for me, even being part of this to learn from you as we're going along.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm still learning things too. And how I might know what an arrow rake is, but how, how are they taking that data? So an aerorake, rake, just very quickly, because I just said it, is the big metal grids that were kind of hanging off, well, yeah, kind of hanging off the front and the sides of the cars. And it's sensors, and it's collecting data of how is that air flowing? How is that air flowing for the aerodynamics? And what they do is they take that data from the track, different scenarios, fast, slower, all of that, and they take that and compare it to the data that they have done already in the wind tunnels. So they're testing these cars at, you know, as they're building them in their, in their wind tunnels. And so let's compare how, okay, is it acting like we thought it would on track? Is the air flowing the way we thought it would? Do we need to tweak something? Um, so I think that's really important because you may have been around for a long time and never seen the arrow rake or the, the, is it the flow viz? Um, let's see where that you know, green paint starts to, how does it form on the car? Where is it, you know, where is it showing the air going? I think those things are, are really important. And again, we're all going to learn together, but I'll try to put that out there. I did, we did have one question on our page after the Ferrari launch and we'll get to launches in just a little bit, but, uh, asking what track were they on? And I Was able to share with them that is Ferrari has their track, right? They have their track at their um, headquarters. And so they were able to take their car out on their own track and, and, and run it during the launch. So keep those questions coming. I'm happy to answer them. And, and like you said, we'll dig, if we don't know the answer, we'll dig for it. Yeah, and we get enough questions coming in. We can
0: each week when we cover the race and do our, our report out, we could even add a segment in there, too, of yep. just covering a, a technical item about racing. As that's a great Because that's how we're going to keep building this, this kick-ass community, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you mentioned the deliveries the, the and the, yes. the launches. So that's a good, good little segue. Woo. Yeah.
1: What did you think? Who was your favorite like your favorite livery? Who you know it's you hard to
0: get away from through? the green, right? Yes, yeah. you know me and green, my favorite color. So I I really enjoyed. It. it was it's such a pretty car.
1: Yeah. Aston Martin I think did a good job um with their car. To me, I think a lot of the cars were very similar, except similar but dark mode <laughs> like, right? We saw yeah, a was. lot more of the carbon showing. Um, well, obviously Mercedes is basically all carbon, all black, back to black is, is you know, they're saying on that. Um, but yeah, a lot more dark. So what did you think about, did you notice a difference or were you kind of like, wow, these are all?
0: No, I, I think it would hope is when they would show the before and afters because, mm-hmm. you know, being still so new to it and everything. And when I got into it, it was literally... You know binge watching drive to survive to get caught up on several seasons so there was a lot of cars in my head um so seeing that was really helpful and seeing kind of the the even the the transition year over year um what i liked is when they show kind of the side and the top down view mm-hmm. even though it's not the exact car there was one that um i thought it was interesting the logo of one of the sponsors from the side looked really cool but from the top it just looks a little wonky with the arrows pointing at each other. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that's that's a little weird. Um, um Red Bull, I thought did a cool job on how they've got theirs. And I forget who has Duracell as one of their sponsors, but the battery. yeah it's got the batteries up at the top like where the intake is behind the, the yeah. I thought that looks really cool. It's just I like,
1: think yeah that was the most genius. Yeah I mean, what a perfect spot for that sponsor placement. <laughs>
0: It just looks like oh, we we'll just plug the battery in right here. You know, <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of cool. Like, so, so some of the 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 sponsor placement placement I think is neat when they can really make it look like it was part of the car, the paint. It's just not just an applique that was planted on there. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Maybe that's the graphic person in me that makes it, you know, pretty neat. Yeah. Um, and uh, exactly. and it's it's uh. Because you know me, I'm, I'm I'm still learning all the names. Um, who's the one that has the pink car and the every Alpine? year Alpine? Yeah, Alpine. So I think it's neat that they're starting with that for the first so many reasons, But they didn't exactly say how many. They they kind of were. They said I thought they were kind of loose about it, but they, it is definitely going to be three. Okay. Yep,
1: it'll be the first three will be the pink, and then after that it will be the blue. Which I think I, I, think, think, it's, I think I'm with you on that. I think that's really cool. They showed both of them. Because there are times during the season where they may, a, a team may do a special livery, right? And, but they said, here they both are. This is, and we're running at this and we're running at that. Um, I'm excited that Red Bull, I think this is so cool because Red Bull's cars have not changed hardly at all, right? Their liveries have rarely changed, which I get it. You have a brand and you need to do all of that. But I, pretty much cheered out loud when Christian Horner during their launch said for the three U.S. races, which by the way, the U.S. has more races than any other country as of this year um, for the three U.S. races, they are going to have a contest for their liveries and whichever wins that's what's going on the car. So Miami Austin and Vegas will have a, a livery created by a fan or whoever Um, wins their contest. And I think what a fun way for fans to get involved. People have a lot of opinions about liveries and what they should look like. Well, great. If you're that creative, (laughs) go make a livery and enter it. I think the Miami livery contest is already open. So if you're listening and you're creative and you want to throw your hat in the ring for the Red Bull livery, Get out there and do it. I think that's so fun to get the fans more involved. Absolutely. I think we need to get involved because you know you you're opinionated. So <laughs> I'm opinionated, <laughs> yes. But I am not creative. Like I think we know that.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but you can you could help out with like you like this color, that color, and I could create it. We could get there a you like,
1: red, you know, option out there. Uh, we could do that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <You don't laughs> know, might as well. <laughs> <Or an editor. laughs> if I had to design it, it would be little stick figures and like. <laughs> <like> steering wheels.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, what i thought was interesting we talked about this was the different way the launches happen you know there's like a 15 minute like hey check us out and then like an hour and something long you know get together um but literally what came through is uh a comment you made yesterday we were talking was uh, the the fans of Ferrari really showed you could see that in theirs, right? Because they just all come together to see the whole country spirit um, was, in their launch, which was really yeah. it was fun and like warming to see. I really enjoyed yeah. that.
1: I think it was such a unique. I know some of the other um, launches, they had some fans there, but I think it was very controlled in a lot of ways. And a lot of times it's just the the teams, their staff, right? The engineers, the, you know, whoever works in the office, that's who it is. I loved that one Ferrari did it at their headquarters. They had their Tifosi. Like we all know there is nothing like the Ferrari Tifosi out there. Um, they support Ferrari like no other. And mm-hmm. to have them be the people in the stands. And there were people on a bridge and, you know, around the facility also that didn't get in the stands. But those cheers, when they turned around and they said, you know, what what was the host saying is like, uh, did he say Forza? And then they all said Ferrari. And he said, yeah. Charles. And they all went LeClaire. <laughs> <And Carlos laughs> signs. I mean that passion was just coming through the screen, and theirs was an hour long, but it i sat I, I sat through the whole thing. I thought it was so well done um compared to Red Bulls, which was an hour long and included a whole bunch of stuff nobody really cared about um but
0: <laughs> well, <I laughs> but you talked about so corporate they just seemed so corporate versus like the fans. So I like that because it's all about the fans, you know. That's yeah. what gets people in to watch it. Without the fans, it's hard to have the sport, right? You, yeah. need, you need that to get the sponsors, to get to get it to to make it happen. So that was Absolutely. I really liked it.
1: No, I think you're spot on. I think you saying Red Bull was corporate. That's exactly it because they were bringing out you know athletes from other sports who you know no, nobody. I'm a big Olympics person, so I knew who a lot of those athletes were. But for most people, it's like, shocked. get to the car, get to the car. And the funny thing is, is their little brother, right, Alpha Tauri, like their whole thing was a few minutes. It was all of a sudden drop, <laughs> and there's Yuki. <laughs> and, like, there's the car, and, and then that was it. I'm like, there's no words? Like, nobody's saying anything? So <laughs> two completely different um. Yeah, two completely different things. But you know what I was thinking? Speaking of sponsors, I am so proud of Poss. They are getting real sponsors. They just signed with Chipotle. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yes, they've been doing so good. And um, I think it's Travis Matthews. That's a brand. Um, I would I go to the celebrity golf tournament in Tahoe every year. And they're always there handing out their hats and clothes. It's a whole lifestyle brand and um, shirts and the whole nine yards. So I'm just like, good for Haas. Good for them getting all these (laughs) sponsors. That is so awesome. (laughs) Love to see that. Love to see it. What else? Oh, Rookies. Rookies, yes. Let's talk about rookies. So last year, we just had one rookie. Joe was the only rookie. So I think by default, he won Rookie of the Year. <laughs> like, because <laughs> he's the only one. That's but he so did well. Good. I think he had a great season. But this year, we've got three. So yes. tell me who they are, Claire. she <laughs> got,
0: I'm going to say the name, John. Is it Nick DeVries or DeVries? Nick DeVries. Yep. Okay, great. And then you have Oscar Piastri. Yep. Piastri. And there. then... Uh, and Logan is it sergeant, right? Logan sergeant with Williams. Yep. Yeah. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. So and we get to, got to see, we get to see uh, Nick on the track last season. He got, he actually scored points, which was from my understanding is kind of like unheard of to do that when your first time out.
1: Absolutely. That was such a special weekend. I think the entire F1 community was rooting for him when he stepped in because Alex Albon had um appendicitis right so all of a sudden he had to go have surgery and at the last second he steps in nick steps in for williams and the way he handled qualifying it was like are you kidding me this guy just keeps getting better and better and then in the race he ran so well and at the end of the race i think he was driver of the day if i'm not mistaken and it just seemed like everybody was on this high, like just so excited for him to have done so well. He's he's like 27 or 28. So most of the drivers are younger. Um, he's been around for a while. He's competed with a lot of these drivers. He just hasn't had his shot um, in F1. And I think for sure, and I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I think I mean, obviously that weekend just sealed his, you know, signed his ticket to F1. And I yeah. think for me, because of that race, I am really excited to see what he does this year. You yeah, never he know a few
0: pairings too. So he's and I know we're getting to that, but it was interesting to hear him talk about his plans and and his goals going into that pairing onto the team. And even the team principal was saying that there's no lead driver quite identified at least at the end of last season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though one's, what, a year into it a little longer is not a rookie and the other is a rookie, it, yeah. it'll be an interesting pairing and potentially competition between the two of them.
1: And Yeah, and I I mean, we can kind of talk about the, these pairings because they are new and, and we can talk more about the other pairings. But I think from the drive to survive, what could be interesting with this new pairing of Yuki and Nick is – Nick is, is out like, this is his shot, right? He's 27, 28. This is his time. He's going to go out there and give it all he has. And he is not going to take a back seat to Yuki. I, I think he is, he is going to go out there in his plan, which they all have the plan to go out and win. Right. But I think he kind of set that tone. Like I, I'm not coming in to just be the backup driver, or number two driver. I'm coming in and I am going to beat him. I'm going it's,
0: to be it's a, it's a level of maturity almost too. I think I, I see it in him as you, he set himself up. He spoke as if he was one as a leader, as yes. someone who's like, I need to lead. I need to go in. I need to do what's right. I've got to do what's right for the team and for myself and for my career. And um, you know, he just, it, it's just interesting. And it's, it'll be interesting too, as you and I've talked about how Yugi is. And I know it's just, angst and whatnot with the, the team while he's driving too with the engineers and the team and whatnot that's yeah. going to have a lot of play into it right you've got to you've got to be able to communicate well and, and play well and yeah. it'll be interesting to see how it all all plans out
1: I think so too and I think for Yuki I think that he's very much aware that going into this year he needs to start showing um, he has what it takes and that he can perform consistently. So I think that's a hard, if I were a driver, I think that would be so hard knowing before the first race has begun, just that pressure is on me to perform and do my absolute best consistently. That's a lot of pressure. You know, he, he's not guaranteed a seat next year. He could totally be out of, of F1. So it's going to be very interesting um, to see how that plays out. I, I think that's a pairing to watch for sure. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. It'll be interesting how they play out because they're, it's not that they're rivals, but they both have, they both have to compete and prove themselves as, you know, new rookie and just coming out of being rookie and no, no guarantees. And, and this exactly. kind of the maturity, I think the maturity level is going to really set it and it's, it's overall maturity, not just driver maturity. I think it's right. it's, it's quite the dynamics that's going to be there.
1: I, and, I agree. I agree. And I'm sad for Yuki not having Pierre, but, you know, maybe, maybe he'll form a bond with Nick, but I, I think it might take a little, a little while to get that going as they find their their footing on yeah. that. Um, let's talk about Oscar Piastri yeah. over with McLaren and with Lando.
0: That's going to be interesting is Oscar, you know, one of the way he moved last season was, you know, a little interesting in itself <laughs> And um, I just wonder what what comes with that, right? Does that come with any kind of inflated, you know, ego with that? Or, you you know, just is kind of some of that behind it? And how is it going to be on that team? And then, you know, with you, you had said, and I've read too, about how the the car is not performing as well Mm -hmm. as expected, that could add to some struggles because, that reminds me of a couple of seasons ago when you know, when Danny moved over and yeah. then started immediately having car issues, right? So does it doesn't matter how great of a driver you are if your the car is not performing. That's and right. There's a lot of promise that we talked about last season and how this is a um, you know, a, a wasted resource and he's a talent that hasn't been given a shot yet in F1 and we need to give it to him and and if the car is already not performing well,
1: it's going to be interesting. <laughs>
0: Lando and, and and that whole dynamic too, that, that's going to be, that's that's going to be, a, I think that could be a challenge. And uh, are they the, no, they're not the two. It's the other, the other pairing I want to talk about that's already got a rivalry against themselves. But is there any kind of anything between Oscar and Lando? That no, no,
1: not nothing that I've heard. I think that they, hmm, I don't know if they, I'm sure they have raced against each other at some point. you know, in their lives. I think what's cool with Oscar is he really does come with like the resume, right? Like he's done well in F2. And so it's so hard to say, like I really am excited to, to watch Nick based on his race last year, but Oscar comes in with this pedigree that, you know, you just expect him to come in and do really, really well. Like you said, unfortunately we don't know how McLaren's car is going to perform. So You know, yes, he secured himself a seat in F1, but it may not have been the best year to be with McLaren. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, I think Lando has been, you know, the top driver, obviously, last year um, over Danny, um, Daniel Ricciardo, but it's going to be interesting. I I think that that team might let them kind of fight a little bit for, you know, I don't know if they have their order. Lando's one year two or. We're going to let you fight it out and see who who does better. Um, But I think that's going to be really interesting. And and if the car is not performing well, that's obviously going to frustrate the drivers. And so how might that affect their relationship? You know, when they're both trying to get points out of a car that may or may not be.
0: Right. And then I can't recall if we know if how long of a contract Oscar signed too. So is he stuck for a long period of time? So that would be interesting too to have such a promising talent if you're stuck in a yeah. In a bad situation. And then yeah. Nick. I, I'm, I'm excited about Nick. I mean he he he's he's got he kind of reminds me a little bit, um I mean back to Nick. I'm just I'm really excited to see how that's gonna go. Um, I, I really am just going back to that one. But again, then Logan, I don't know a lot about Logan. So I meant to land yeah. him. I didn't, I don't know much about him. He's kind of like the, I don't know if he's a dark horse, just a quiet little mouse or what's, what's up with him. <laughs> I know? know.
1: I really don't either. Um, obviously, I know he's from the US. So, you know, b- people are very, very excited to finally, again, have a US driver um, in F1. And, you know, there, there's a lot of hope and a lot of hype that really the sport's growing so much here in the U.S. And now we have this U.S. driver. So maybe it will continue to elevate the sport in the U.S. But I don't know a ton about him either. And honestly, like maybe like you just said, he's quiet as a mouse. I haven't been that motivated to go look up stuff about him either. So I, maybe I should do that. But it's just like. <laughs> Logan Sargent. Um, I do think that him and Alex Albon for Williams will be a good pairing. I think Alex just strikes me as somebody who's pretty easygoing. He's easy to get along with. He's funny. Um, And so even if Logan, maybe he is quiet, like we were saying at the beginning of this, I'm a little bit more quiet and introverted. You're, you know, a little bit more out there and, and outgoing. And so maybe they're the same. Who knows? I could totally be making that up. Logan could be like the most outgoing person in the world. We just haven't seen it yet, but maybe they would be a good pair. I just feel like they're going to fit together really well. Like it'll just be a good, it'll be interesting for them. Yeah. So
0: I think that puts us into the other pairing. So.
1: Yes, I know. I have to think about this. So um, what do we have? Uh, Alpine, um, totally French team, right? They had Pierre come over. And they've had Esteban there. So a French based team now with two French drivers who have a history of not really enjoying each other's company. So (laughs) um, we'll see. I I, I hope that they end up good friends so far they're They seem to be putting on a good show. They went to a basketball game with Charles Leclerc um, in the off season and I think it seems like they're hanging out a little bit here and there. But what I thought was kind of interesting is like a week or so ago, they didn't have any pictures of them together except for when Pierre signed or said that he was going to Alpine. And I think that's kind of weird. I I might be trying to stir the pot, but I just think think that's a little odd. And it makes me wonder, are things as calm and you know everybody's good as you know they're saying
0: yeah that, that's interesting um yeah i i i don't think that's the most volatile, volatile pairing though no
1: no no <laughs> i think uh haas so we've got nico hulkenberg and then we kevin Magnussen obviously was with them last yeah. year and in the years prior that that's, one. Gonna be, that,
0: that's gonna be yeah I think that's going to be our most volatile pairing. Yeah. They clearly, I don't know what it is. I don't know their background, but they clearly do not have a, there's no love lost between the two of them.
1: No, in the past they have not. I mean, again, you have two drivers who've been around for quite a while. So they've raced against each other a lot, both left F1 because they didn't have a seat. Right. And now they're both back. Kevin came back last year and then they're bringing Nico back this year. So, Again, I think we're talking about drivers who have a lot to prove, right? Like same with Yuki and Nick, you have a lot to prove you, Nico, especially you've been brought back. You've been out of the sport for, you know, a couple of years at least. And, and now you guys have to be together, but then again, there's no love lost. I mean, I think that video of Kevin giving an interview back in the day and Nico coming up and, you know, saying whatever it was, once again, you prove you're the, you know, I don't even remember what he says, not the least nicest or what does he say? Something, he gives him a little dig and yeah. Well, there's a, fires
0: they dig back. each other in not so nice terms. At the end of uh, this year's uh, drive to survive. I won't spoil it for anyone, but oh. yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not really nice. So <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, and yeah. okay. But they're also a team claiming that they're playing nice, right? That uh, everything is, it's water under the bridge and everything's good. And I wonder too, because you know, Markison,
0: he just—he's a—he's he, a dad, and you know, it just sometimes that changes people too.
1: So it will don't know. It's—it's—it's good. He sad. says that it has. He says that it has changed. His he he, he is of, a hothead, but yeah. he's calmed down. And and if you watch, you know, previous um, seasons—not not necessarily even of Drive to Survive—but you just know what was going on in the paddock that last year with him and Roman and. um and Haas and Gunther, that's the lot. He's not going to put up with any of his drivers' baloney, right? Like he is going to set, and I adore Gunther um, <laughs> immensely. He's amazing. But he's not going to put up with that. And I don't think the owner, Gene Haas, will either. So hopefully, if there is bad blood there, they are going to keep that professional and do what they have to do. I would hate to see them start, you know, battling each other on the track and causing issues. And yeah, yeah they've
0: They're got and the points. to the in addition to the individual points, there's team points, right? You've got to yeah. work it out for the team. So, yeah.
1: the- and the team, those team points where you end up in the constructors can mean a difference of millions of dollars. So, you need to be scoring points, not taking your teammate out or, you know, preventing. You both need to be scoring points. Um, so the last new pairing we have is at Aston Martin and you have Lance Stroll and you have Fernando Alonso. This is the one I think I'm most interested to see because we know that Fernando is, he's an aggressive driver. He's a very good driver. Um, and he wants to get out there and win. Mm -hmm. And Lance, I think is a bit of a dangerous driver although this year they have bigger side mirrors. Um, But (laughs) I think that he's a bit of a, a dangerous driver in some aspects. And I think it'll be very interesting to see how that pairing works. Not only because I think Fernando can be up there, especially if that car is as good as it was looking in practice, but it could really maybe show that Lance might not be, you know... Yeah somebody that maybe he needs to give up a seat I don't know I think that's going to be that's just my personal opinion I think Landstroll seems like a very nice person especially especially as a billionaire son you know he seems like he's very grounded and and chill but as far as drivers go I don't think he's he's one of the best and that could be an interesting pairing maybe he'll learn a lot from Fernando
0: Maybe it gives him that opportunity. I mean, hopefully, it takes yeah. up on that opportunity, right? But it's interesting. Fernando just talked about like he's the bad guy of the story always, and yeah, you know, the racers the bad guys. So it'll it'll be interesting. So, yeah. um, so I, it's it brings stuff like race round one's coming
1: up. So I'm I excited. I am so excited. This week, I almost bounced out of bed not only because (laughs) I knew we were going to do our podcast today and I was so excited to finally get this going. We've been planning this for, for months, right. And, and talking about it and, and just finally getting going. And again, if you stuck with us this long and you're listening, this is our very first podcast ever, you know, we're going to keep getting better. (laughs) We're going to have a lot of things to talk about. We're, we have a lot of improvements that we want to do. So thank you for sticking with us. But I was just so excited that it's race week. I cannot wait for Friday to get up and watch practice and the second practice and then qualifying because now it's time to put your money where your mouth is, right? Like we've seen your launches. We've seen your testing. Now it's time to go. It's go time. You have got to get out there. And I, I think the anticipation of who's going to place where. Who's you know is Red Bull really going to knock it out of the park? Is Ferrari going to be up there? Is Haas going to move up and you know get double points? I think it's just that anticipation and the not knowing and the excitement of anything is possible, right? Everybody's at zero,
0: Everybody's zero. yeah. It's, it's an even playing field, yeah. It's and I'm excited for me because it's, it'll be the first season that I've watched it live, you know, and not just yeah. at the end and and get to experience it all live and. Um, and with you live, which is going to be so cool. And so yes. and we're just counting down to Barcelona.
1: Yes. Oh, that's going to be here before we know it too. And it at that point, I don't even know how many races we'll be in, but I don't know. I'm just so, I'm so excited for all of it. And I think, especially for She Loves the Grid, our, our podcasts are going to be coming out every Tuesday is what we're shooting for. And we're going to talk about the race and we're going to talk about, you know, the qualifying and we're going to talk about anything that happened off the track or, you know, in the paddock or what have you, but also even our social media stuff, there's going to be so much that we can put out there so much content, um, about what's happening that week or again, educating people. So I'm just excited to really just like the drivers probably this week, like let's get going. (laughs) <laughs>
0: gotta be that, that that that's going to be that's going to be one thing for them. They've got to be so excited to get that first race out of the way, first get there and just get it done and get it over with and and go. Cuz I would imagine the first race the car's performance is, you know, definitely different from testing and and then go I I just I'm really hoping that we get a good race and they all go and we don't have any retires and you know no crashes. Just we could just get all twenty across the the checkered flag. It'd be really great to see
1: that. I think that's amazing. Very very good point. I I agree with you a million percent. I'd hate to see anybody on that first race drop out, whether engine or crash or what have you. Let's have a good clean race. Everybody finishes. That'd be awesome.
0: That well, this is exciting. We did it. Yeah. We made it all the way through.
1: We did it. I love it. Well, yeah. So tune in next Tuesday and we'll go yep. over everything about Bahrain.
0: And get ready for the round two. So this is
1: off to round one. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So yeah. If you're connecting with us on social media, let us know where you're watching from this week. And if you are actually going to any of these races, hashtag us, she loves the grid hashtag. She loves the grid. We want to see who's going if you're going to Barcelona, send us a message, you know, we'd love to try to meet up with people if we can. Um, but it, yeah, if you're going to any of the races, hashtag us, she loves the grid. We want to see your experience. We want to know what you were able to see.
0: And if you've got questions, let us know. We'll we'll get answers out to you because we're all can learn together. If Diane doesn't know it. We'll find them, but she, <laughs> she definitely knows a lot. She's, she's our resident, uh, F1 expert as we get on here. Well, all right. Well, thank you. You all. This
1: was great. Yay, Bye, thank you. Bye. If you
0: enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date with She Loves the Grid and get all the behind-the-scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at she SheLovesTheGrid and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash grid. Thank you for joining us for the ride this
1: week. Thank you.